You want your Burke Show in one full show every day, uninterrupted. And dang it, you don't want ads. No problem. Become a bonus Burke Show subscriber. Find out more at theburkshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. Before we do anything, we're checking in with Cassie. <laughs> honey. Aww. Oh, honey. I mean, <laughs> what can I do? I mean, it is what it is. I. It is the biggest letdown, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm really not surprised. In sync at the VMAs, all they did was show up and present an award. Mm-hmm. But they reunited. Yeah. Oh, they reunited. <laughs> You can't really and, call that off. Can you? I mean, they yeah. looked really good doing they it. Did, they did, JC. I was kind of mad at Justin, honestly, because all the boys had their like individual like suits and they were matching. So JC's was like this tail, uh, pale teal blue color. I forget who else. Like Lance had one that looked really good that was all teal. And Justin was two color. He had like khakis and a blue blazer on. And I'm like, stop trying to stand out. You had your little solo career. <laughs> You're the problem now, Justin. So for those of you that don't know, it was like, I mean, this was mad speculation that NSYNC uh, was going to reunite on stage at the VMAs last night. And they did. They did indeed. Uh, but Cassie, I think the last thing you said when you walked out of here yesterday was like, this better not be like some crappy, uh, like one song off or something like that. Like, I want to see something more than that. And these guys came out and I was so excited for you. And then when realized that they were just going to be like giving out and another award, I'm like, Cassie is going to be devastated. Like, yeah, I was I was like, we better not get a half-ass performance like at the uh, 2013 VMAs when Justin received the Video Vanguard Award. They didn't even perform. Yeah, you got a half-ass of a half-ass. I didn't even get a note. Like, they could have been like Taylor Swift and I would have taken it. And they know. Nope. The only thing that gives me hope, because uh-huh. I'm still living in Delulu land, right, <laughs> is that they maybe couldn't promote the song due to the strike going on because they can't promote Trolls uh. due to the SAG after strike. And I mm. wonder if that extends to the music because somebody wrote the music. Mm, crossing fingers. I'm really reaching here. And they wouldn't have them present Taylor Swift of all people with such a major award and make such a big deal out of it if something wasn't going to happen down the line. So my theory is they're really, they're doing the song, obviously. They're actually casting for a music video for the song. And once they see how excited everyone is, they're feeling the waters for a tour. <laughs> but wasn't it like one of the first um, Shut awards of the night? It, it wasn't was. like the major award, like the, well, the video of the year award. They got it over with. Yeah, oh, it was like, out the gate. Yeah, oh, wow. like, yeah. like Joey, like he looks like he... he he goes to sleep early. Yeah, now. I was going to say, they got it done early because all of us millennials were like, mm, it's about time I'm not staying for all of this. Like, get it done. People were live streaming on TikTok, like, sync fans, like, we were ready. And, uh, well, they looked good, so. I was yeah. really thinking, even as they were talking, that they were going to do some kind of cheesy thing where they ripped their suits off and they had something underneath and then they were going to go into a song. Right. <laughs> Never and, happened. No, and it didn't. And sync, like, whether you not you want to admit it, was really iconic in terms of VMA performances mm-hmm. back in the it was them and Britney neck and neck busting stuff out. So, like, the VMA stage would be the place to make the announcement. No, nothing. nothing. I just feel like I had my childhood stripped away from me. And then Taylor gave us that little bit of a tease, making me think that maybe they were going to come back later on in the show because she said, what are you guys even up to? I know you guys are up to something. I just don't know what it is. And I thought maybe that was a tease that they were going to come back and do something later. I'm going to read into it, and it is a tease because – 
Taylor is the queen of Easter eggs, and I, I would be hard pressed to believe an artist would throw another artist under the bus like that. Like what you know what I mean? Like set them up. So I feel like maybe she was in on it, and since she's the queen of Easter eggs, it's an Easter egg for the NSYNC mm, fans. I don't know. Taylor Swift was pretty drunk last night. It was drunk Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's our favorite thing is Swifties to do is to just watch her on the VMA live stream because she gets so into these performances. She's animated, and she it, you can tell she's absolutely shammered, and we love that for her. But I think it was maybe an intrusive thought that's slipped out. I was thinking as I was watching her because the camera pans on her like once every two and a half minutes. Just, <laughs> if she just gets up, the camera's on her. If she's dancing just a little bit, the camera's on her. But I didn't notice she was hammered. Oh my God, 24-7. And they were, we. you know what? We love that for her, but it's definitely a thing that at every awards show, you know Taylor Swift is going to be standing up, <laughs> dancing, mm-hmm. and looking white girl drunk. Well, that's cool, but this was actually a planned PR meeting that her team had with mm-hmm. NSYNC's team oh, to oh, lay yeah. the groundwork for a future tour. That's what's happening. I totally forgot. You're right. I yes, really appreciate you. you even coming in this morning. I think you're going to be so devastated. It kind of is like they died, honestly. I mean, my dream, I, at least thank you Backstreet Boys. Like Nick Carter, Brian Latrell, thank Thank you guys for at least giving me some sentiment of my childhood that I could look forward to with like Vegas residencies. And one quick last thing that you'll get that I didn't get. Um, did Lance give her like a friendship bracelet or something? Yeah. Are they friends? It's big on the her era's tour. Like all the fans are making like um Friendship bracelets. bracelets about Taylor for each other. They're giving them to celebs at the tour. So Lance give them, giving them to Taylor is pretty. Okay. It's a nod to Taylor Swift and the Swift. It was yeah. pretty sweet. Okay. So you're just. I'm go. glad that was sweet for them. <laughs> Instead of making those one. damn friendship bracelets, how about you make a tour plan? <laughs> <laughs> or just one dance. You know. Just t- one dance. Taylor doesn't need your friendship. Okay. But I need your music. <laughs> Agreed. The Burt Show. All right. We haven't had or have we officially introduced Jackson Kim to the Burt Show fam yet? Well. Well, I mean, when he came on the very first time yeah. as a guest of the show, but this is going to be a different introduction. So Jackson now is going to be answering our phones. For those of you uh, that have been asking, Romeo was just sick of doing phones, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> so he hit us up one day and he's like, I'm sick of doing phones. And we're like, we totally get it. That is a really hard job, Jackson. Uh, you got to have a lot of patience, man. But he was just kind of over it. So he's not with the show anymore. He didn't leave on bad terms or anything like that whatsoever. It was sudden for all of us, but we're all still friends and I'm helping him try to find something else. But he's just, he was just kind of over it. So um, when Jackson came in here, he was so heard good. how awesome answering phones is. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I can't to wait it. to do this job. <laughs> Dream job. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to pay for a therapy bills? Thanks. Honestly. So welcome to the show, dude. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here. All right. Now, somebody pulled a gun on you. Is this recently? No, this was back in uh, my formative years, otherwise known as high school. Okay. I was 16 years old at the time. Um, and actually, before I get into this, I want to make it very clear that I'm not replacing Abby, by the way, for anyone that's concerned about this. <laughs> People are really confused by that. Yeah. Do we yeah. want to try to explain this just really quickly again? Um, so when Jackson was in here a couple of months ago, Abby was only on the show for a couple of months. And Abby, you got anxiety thinking that we were live auditioning Jackson in front of you to take your position, right? Well, somebody had made a comment about how he was looking for a job or he was changing up his employment. And I was like, oh, they're bringing in this other guy and he's talking about switching up his job. And it just, I, my intrusive thoughts got the better of me. Yeah, they did. I, I was a catastrophizer. 
in the moment, and I just thought, you know, I think they might be replacing me with Jackson Kim. <laughs> I mean, and here we are, like, for weeks telling Abby, like, this has been the most seamless transition we've ever had. You're doing such a great job, in your words. You're doing great, sweetie. Um, every single day. And then Jackson comes in here, and she's like, I really thought he was auditioning for my job. <laughs> so when we hired him as a phone screener, we had him actually sit in Abby's seat. So when she walked in, Jackson was already on her mic just to throw her off. And we carried the joke over to online, and Jackson Jackson's bio and like I made a comment on an Instagram post too like can't wait to hear him replace Abby as a joke like ribbing Abby because I guess but not everybody knew the joke yeah. so people are like Abby's taking off already right no, so, no it's not the case. I was over it he is not replacing <laughs> Abby as far as she knows <laughs> <laughs> so back to the gun yeah sorry um so my girlfriend at the time um we went to different schools so didn't get to see each other too often and so uh, one day she texts me and she's like, hey, uh, I'm babysitting for my neighbor. Why don't you come over? And I was like, okay, cool. Um, I know it sounds a little scary and sketch because one, it is. But Strange also, man coming into <laughs> yeah. a parent's home that they don't know about. I will make it very clear that I do not condone this behavior. It's very, <laughs> very dumb of me to do. It's a very um, high school thing to it, do. Extremely so. And so, you know, I get the text that's basically, hey, um, parents are gone. Kids are in bed. Come on over. And I was like, all right, sweet. Um, to give you guys a little bit of a visual so that it makes a little more sense is um, they live in a cul-de-sac. And this cul-de-sac runs uphill, and the house that she's babysitting for is at the very top of this hill. And her house, where she lives, is right oh, next door like to it. It's like Bluey's cul-de-sac, Kelsey. <laughs> Dude, don't get me started on Bluey's cul-de-sac. It is like my dreamland. Sure. Imagine Bluey's cul-de-sac, okay? okay? Dude, it. no, you don't know. It's like the most perfect <laughs> cul-de-sac ever. And so I pull up, and being the smart 16-year-old that I was, I park like three, four houses down the street, and I walk into the house, and I'm like, all right, cool, we're good to go. Um, I'm there for not even 30 minutes when we hear the front door open, and we both look at each other, full-blown panic. I don't, None of us know what to do, and so I just pick up my shoes and bolt for the side door, and as I'm closing the door behind me, I hear, hey, who's that? And I close the door and I just take off sprinting, um, jump into their backyard and start sprinting like down backyards parallel to the road and come out at the bottom of the hill looking up at this house. And I'm literally laying in some bushes. And at this point, I realized that while I did and I was still carrying my shoes, I had forgotten my phone, my car keys, my wallet, my jacket, everything. And it was wow. like a freezing cold this, uh, February day. <laughs> And I'm looking up at this house and I start seeing all the lights in the house upstairs, like one by one, turning on and off as if like this guy or someone was looking for me. Then I see someone come out of the house with a flashlight looking through their bushes in the front. And then this guy goes back inside. And my plan at this point was to wait here until I saw my girlfriend at the time go to her house and I was going to sprint up there, intercept her. She was presumably half my things and I would jump in my car and leave. Right. I'm waiting there for like 25 minutes and nothing's happening. And I'm like, all right, I got to do something at this point. So yeah, I start interrogated right now by the right. Yeah, so yeah. I start walking up um, the sidewalk towards the house and my car is in between the house and um, me and this guy comes back out of the house and starts walking down towards me. So I get to my car before he does and so I decide to non-sketchily and very nonchalantly <laughs> lean up against my car. And <laughs> yeah. Just gets, a casual yeah. lean. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, 10 o'clock at this point and uh, this guy goes, um, oh, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, oh, good. And he's like, it's a little cold out here. Where's your jacket? And I was like, oh, I'm just waiting on a friend. 
And he goes, is this your car? And I said, yes. And at this point, my car behind me unlocks and all the lights turn on. Oh, he has the key. Wow. Yeah. That's a chess move right there, yeah, baby. Yeah, so I, uh, he goes, uh, let's take a walk. <gasps> so, <Yeah>. no. Yeah, <laughs> right? And I, there's nothing I can do at this point. It's not like I can get in my car. So I, we walk maybe a house down the street. We get to this area where it's, like, not very well lit. And he stops, and he turns around, and he goes, do you know what this is? And he pulls out a gun from his <gasps> waistband and points it straight at me. Oh, my God. Did you say no? <laughs> <laughs> not familiar. <laughs> walk me through this. I completely just broke down. I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I... You're, you're babysitters. I'm dating her. And I came over and it was dumb. And we heard you come home. And I'm like just this blabbering mess. He puts it away, fortunately. And he gives me this big old lecture about how he literally could have and would have killed me. Like if I had done anything even scarier than that. And so we took a very long, awkward walk back Damn. to the house where his wife was there with all of my stuff in her hand. And I grabbed it all and I got out of there. Points for not pooping yourself. Uh, and the real cherry on top of this whole thing was that, um, of course, we got in trouble for this. And the punishment that my girlfriend at the time, my ex, uh, had from her parents was her parents made her write my own obituary. Oh, <laughs> great. Wow. Solid move for the parents. <laughs> wow. Really? Yeah. Do you still yeah. have it? I think it got sent to my high school email. I was looking for it, and I don't know oh, if I Oh, we got to find that. So had they killed you or something like that? Yes, it was going like to be the if, obit. If the worst-case scenario had happened, this is what it would be. Because wow. he thought an intruder was yes. in his home with his kids. Exactly. What a strong. What a strong punishment. You remember that one. Right. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I, was, I was shook from that. Beautiful. Well played by the parents. Yeah. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. His show might have been postponed, but Ed Sheeran still gave a jaw-dropping performance in Vegas. So Ed had to cancel his show in Las Vegas at the last minute due to production issues, which when I looked into it, I was very shocked that this could even be an issue. Basically, Ed's complex stage setup, which includes a 360-degree video screen and multiple sound towers, basically, like, they just couldn't set it up in time. And so they're like, you know what? (laughs) We have to push back this concert for, like, another month. I know fans were pissed. So bad. Maybe I don't understand how this whole thing works, but we said the same thing about Adele some time ago also. Like, if you're having problems with the stage, you seems like you would know that Way more than just hours in advance. This wasn't even hours. I feel like this was minutes before the show was supposed so to start. So you got everybody at, I think it was uh, Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. Yeah. Um, everybody's already in the stadium, and then they come on and go, is this going to be no concert? I'd Pe- be pissed. Uh, People were showing up. It was like 5.30. And so like you already have your outfit on. You've already gone out to dinner. Like You are ready to see Ed Sheeran. And then they're like, hey, um, actually, we didn't set up in time. No. And so you have to come back in October. No. Yeah. And it's Vegas, so it's hot so people had to be sent to the hospital because they were like dying from the heat it's such a mess but you know what i think he might have saved it pr wise in a situation like this if you're going to see your favorite artist would you rather them just go out there and give you anything or would you rather them delay it so that they can be at their best that's a good question these people didn't get their money back but they get a ticket in october Mm -hmm. my only concern would Mm -hmm. be because they couldn't really set up the stage Mm mm-hmm would it be safe for Ed to go out there? Mm-hmm. That's a fair point. Yeah, I don't know. Right? It might not be safe. I mean, there could be worse cities for this to happen in. I mean, if it 
it's not happening in Vegas. You got plenty to do. If it happens in San Antonio, you're pissed. <laughs> yeah, take, take a guitar, kid. Do something, bro. <laughs> what are we going to do? Go to Bucky's? <laughs> yes, and it'd probably be just as fun as an Ed Sheeran concert. Well, anyway, he thought, he thought, you know what? I'm in Vegas. I might as well put on some kind of performance. There's probably a wedding going on around here. So he ends up going to the Little White Chapel and ends up serenading a bride as she walked down the aisle because that is the only way you can make it up to me. <laughs> well, and it, it's a bold move to do something like that and granted he is he is a huge name but what if you did that and they were like who's that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like ice spice <laughs> what are you doing here Get her out of but there. you know that there were people that canceled on that wedding they're like last minute like i'm not gonna go you know what i just got too much to do <laughs> so they blow it off and then they realize that oh my god i missed his wedding and Ed Sheeran was there but those are the type of weddings where typically it's only the bride and groom and maybe a witness like when you go to the little white chapel you're not bringing a bunch okay. of people, you're just like, you're just bringing yourselves and somebody to witness the Got nuptials. Okay. Usually an Elvis impersonator, right? <laughs> okay, Nelly is spilling the tea on his new boo, or should I say an old flame come back to life. So he has confirmed that he and Ashanti are now back together. And he actually said something really interesting. He said, I th- think for me, I've never been married and my goal is to die married, not having been married. Nelly trying to play it cool, talking about, you know, we was both doing our own thing. That man been trying to get a shiny back for oh, 20 yeah. years. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. He is, he's smiling ear to ear, showing all his TV. He's very happy to have her back. And she confirmed it on the VMA red carpet because of a very interesting accessory she was rocking. Yeah, she was carrying a clutch that had a photo of them on it, which is <laughs> basically the girl way of staking your claim and being like, this my man now. Y'all but better step back. It was the picture of them at the VMA's 20 years ago. Ah, uh, okay. So, so yeah. cute. What a little throwback. Full circle to today's VMAs. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jamie Lynn Spears went on Good Morning America to announce that she's joining the cast of Dancing with the Stars, but she's also donating her paycheck to Hollywood writers. I'm ready to challenge myself and also being able to do it for a reason that means a lot to me while everybody in my community is on strike and yeah. SAG. I've had this unique opportunity where I was offered a chance to work when my community cannot work. So I figured I'll do this and I will donate my weekly salary to SAG WGA. That's awesome. Just give back to them in a time where they can't even give to themselves. I don't know. I think those book royalties are running out, so she might want to take that paycheck. (laughs) The Video Music Awards were last night. NSYNC showed up. Taylor Swift showed up. So were there any major announcements or surprises? I'll tell you more on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. So she's got some demands for her dates. Now, is this just a case of she knows her worth, or is she going over the top and being obnoxious about it? All right. So Julie posted this on her social media, and it has gone viral. And it is somewhat reminiscent of what we talked about yesterday, the um, the woman who wants to see a man's bank account before she goes out with him to make sure that he's on equal playing, you know, right. equal footing as her. Cause First she's date, she asked for that. Financially stable. So what Julie posted has some people split as to if this is high maintenance or if a queen just knows her worth. Before you ask me on a date, just know I'll only agree to lunch or dinner depending on my schedule, and you will have to provide the following first. $50 for gas. (laughs) You can stop. What do you want to talk about next? I refuse to ride with you in case I want to leave. $75 to $100 for a babysitter, or you could pay for two more meals. $100 for a Shein haul. I need to be able to try on a few options for our date. $100 $100 for my toes. No need to worry about my nails since I don't get them done anyways. By the way, if your pedicure costs 100 bucks, I think you're getting scanned. 
Yes, you will be paying for the whole day. No, I won't be sleeping with you. And the second day will depend on how well you tip our server. If this is too much, then I'm not for you. I live my life like this already. And if you can't, then please leave me alone. Ladies, am I missing anything else? <laughs> if she's asking for $100 for Shein, she's asking for an entire new wardrobe. I know, right? <laughs> you can get like an entire fall cap. This like 50 is shirts. Literally 50 shirts are like 25 cents a piece. This is insane. I mean, I'm all for having high standards. I'm all for knowing your worth. I'm all for not accepting anything less than what you think you deserve. But there's a difference between having high standards and being entitled. And yeah. this to me feels entitled. That's like $300 for a first date. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, more than. That's insane. Yeah. I would never try to meet those demands at all. Hell no. As soon no as way. you heard the first one, $50 gas. I was out of, yeah. <laughs> we both driving together. I'm not even driving you there. And like, <laughs> how far are you driving to get to this date? Right. <laughs> I'll drive you crazy. <laughs> all right. So there you are now. It's uh, football season. So you've got your fantasy football lineups and maybe in this first week, maybe you're on DraftKings or whatever. And and you got your butt kicked. And you've been getting your butt kicked for years and years and years. The problem is you're using statistics, okay? <laughs> Abby's got a way better way of you picking your team. And, Mo, you might want to listen to this right here because you're in all of these leagues, right? I, I'm excited about this. I am in three fantasy leagues. And Again? I've been getting, yes, I, every year. Wow. I can't stop. I'm I don't know you, why. If anything goes wrong, you cannot complain about it. Not this if season. somebody doesn't pay, if something goes awry, you can't complain about it because every single year, for the five years he's been here, yeah, it's been bad. every single year he complains about something. You do this to yourself. I did give up my commissioner okay. duties, though. So at least I did that. So okay. I'm, I'm only participating. So that's the only thing I have to complain about is losing. <laughs> so for me, instead of looking at the actual players' statistics on how well they're doing on the field, I want to know how they're doing off the field. And I'm not talking about their appearance. I decided to draft my fantasy football league based off of how good their personal lives were. So if they've been in a stable marriage for like 10 years, they were my first draft pick. Patrick Mahomes, I was like, hell yeah, he's been sticking by Brittany mm -hmm. since high school. Right. He went on the record and talked about how he wouldn't be where he is without her. I was like, that's a good man. And if he's a good man, he'll be a QB. Also, I think he did win, win a Super Bowl or two. So yeah. there's that as there's well. Yeah, he's not bad. Yeah. That is correct. <laughs> but you know what? I, I'm really betting on some underdogs here. Like Zach Ertz was one of them. I was doing some research on him. He's a tight end. And uh, SportingNews.com said, let's face it, just about everything about Zach Ertz ahead of the season screams fantasy risk. I don't care. He's, he met his wife while they were both athletes at Stanford. They have a beautiful love story. They're married. He's on the team. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm just basically adding okay. all of these players based off of how much they love their wives and, right. their, and their girlfriends. So now That's you have a quarterback and a tight end already. So we got okay. I also, Trevor Lawrence, he's my backup. Him and Marissa Lawrence also been together since high school. Student athletes, they made it through. Seen them in Jacksonville a couple of times. Lovely people. <laughs> I've also got wide receiver. Everybody knows in fantasy football, the wide receiver, most important pick. Wide receiver Cooper Cup from the Rams. Uh, he is married to his high school sweetheart. They met at a track meet <laughs> when Anna presented him with a medal from the event. <laughs> According to him, it was love at first sight. Um, I, I drafted him, and he is currently sitting in my IR because he's already yeah. injured. He's hurt. He's yeah. out for the next month. <laughs> yeah. But it's a nice story. Yeah, sitting, it's a great story. He's though. sitting at home with his wife, who he loves. <laughs> I also have Devontae Adams. So he has had a decade-long romance with his wife, and it became... it happened long before he was in the NFL. They met while they were students at Fresno State. 
two years before he was drafted by the Packers. So she's a real one. She was with him before the NFL. It sounds like you are very enamored with like high school sweethearts. Is there a dude from your high school that you could see you rekindling or you like you having a relationship with? <laughs> That's funny that you say that. Uh, <laughs> Why did he hit you up recently? No, no, no. But there is a I'll, ju- I'll end it there. I'll end uh, it there. What? <laughs> oh, oh, no, you will not. <laughs> do you know what you do for a living? Spill the tea. I can't. Do you know what I do for a living? I, this, these clips go on the internet, Cassie. Uh, there were a couple of guys from my high school that I had crushes that just didn't go away. Gotcha. But, yeah. Okay. So they still, th- there's a little bit of a spark. No. A tiny little flame. They're married now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. That's why we can't talk about wow, it. Wow, right. But, but, I mean, 50% of marriages is in a divorce. Yeah, you, you still got a shot. Just waiting for that second wind around 37. <laughs> uh, okay, my kicker is Cincinnati Bengals kicker Evan McPherson. Um, he's only got one season under his belt, but he's with his longtime girlfriend, Gracie Goat, and he just proposed to her proposed to her in their hometown of Fort Payne, Alabama. So cute. I love them. So, you know what? Even if they don't win on the field, they're winning. <laughs> they're all actually pretty good players. They, you didn't have a bad one, it's not a bad but, one but, but you know what? Is there a correlation between how good you are off oh. the field and on the field? It could be a theory that might oh. prove true. Only time will tell. In this case, you might want to draft some of her players, Mo. I think okay. I'm going to try to make some <laughs> trades today. I'll All give right. you the list, Mo. Thank you. I need it. <laughs> the Burt Show. So today could be a very exciting day for you, very important day for you and a family. It's a really big day for me, man. I, I, I can't believe this happened so f- quickly, it feels like. This day has arrived so fast. But yes, today is the day where I finally will meet my little from the Big Brother program in person. And it's awesome, uh, man. Yeah, for those of you who have may not have been following the journey, I decided to become a part of the Big Brother program a few months ago. And I went through the process. I did the training. I did the interviews. And then um, I would say about a week later, which normally they say it takes a lot longer but in my case it kind of just came together like it was really meant to be they found a little for me within a week and we have a lot of things in common i mean he wants to be a comedian he uh, he has a youtube channel he just moved out with his mom so he's new to the city they're trying to get acclimated and find things to do here um his dad uh, they have a good relationship but he doesn't see him too often so he's looking for some kind of influence and like a just someone a positive role model who can come around and be a part of his life and try to guide him through some things for a year so I um, I had the responsibility of choosing a date and setting a schedule and how often we will see each other and what we'll do. And so uh, I met his mom uh, last week. We've been keeping in contact before I went on. We both went on vacation at the same time. So we've been um, talking to each other back and forth, communicating. And I know that he likes to do a lot of the same things a lot of kids like to do. He wants to do arcades. He wants to go bowling. He just wants to be outside doing some things, playing some video games, having some fun. So I did a lot of research and found a lot of places and kind of built a schedule of things for us to do for the next few months. And today is the first day. So we, we set up the date. And uh, it's going down today. I'm still trying to figure out which place to pick, but I, I think I have a place in mind based off of the things that he likes. And so um, I'm looking forward to it. How old is he? He's eight. He's eight. And do they give you any kind of education on, like, are, are you supposed to, like, sort of talk about your role in his life? Or is this just today, just a feeling out? We're just hanging out with each other kind of thing. It's, it's both. But at first, I think it's like an ease-in process where we're really just going to more so get to know each other. We did get to meet each other on Zoom, so it's not like the actual first time we're meeting, but it's the first time we're meeting in person. And I think the first meeting is really for the three of us, for me, him, and his mom, to all just kind of sit down together, hang out, make it light, and then I get to know more about him in person. He gets to know more about me. And then I think the second time we 
all meet up, we'll have a, a better understanding of exactly what role that they, she wants me to play in his life. So mom will be there today. Mom will be there today. And then at some point, she'll trust you to just go out and hang out with him by yourselves. They said normally that's the way it works. Like the first maybe a uh, few meetings, yeah. it'll be the three of us. And then um, if she wants, she can bring somebody. I always have to be alone. But eventually, we'll get comfortable enough to where it'll just be him and I just hanging out and just kicking it. And um, I'm really looking forward to those times. I think it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to the day you bring him. Hopefully, you bring him in studio. I would love that. So he can like see what you do and like experience um, experience the studio. And I know he would love that too because mm-hmm. when we were on Zoom, he was like, you know, I want you to know. I know they told you I, I got a YouTube channel, but... You got a lot of followers. Like, he, <laughs> he wanted me to know his YouTube channel wasn't for Play Play. Is like, that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, he, he really does this whole entertainment thing, and he's really into it. So he was excited to find out what I did. So mm-hmm. I think that day down the road will be extremely exciting for him to see that. And I think Kristen nailed it the last time we were talking about this. I think even though this was not your intent when you signed up, there's going to be a lot of healing for you, too, because you basically picked Lil Mo. <laughs> like, yeah. the little dude in the same situation that you were at. Almost the same age, if I have it right. No, you do. It was shocking because um, when I filled out all of the information, they did ask me like preferences, but I was really open to anything. I was, I told them, I'm like, I don't want you guys to try to break your back to find somebody that like you feel like is perfect for me. Just I'll make it work. And it just really genuinely happened to where the first family that popped up, I mean, this guy's in the almost exact situation I was in and just really trying to find his way with mom. Dad is in a whole nother state and he feels like he just doesn't have that positive influence around him. And then when I just read through like all of the things that he's into and his interest and how he's introverted, but he still has like an outgoing personality and you kind of just got to bring it out of him. And he's just trying to find his way. I was, I was blown away at the similarities. It's almost as like God just ordained it in a way where I genuinely can try to give him all of the things I felt like I needed, which should come natural for me to do. So it it really did just kind of work out in this perfect way. Was there somebody in your life around the same time that, although it wasn't like an official program or anything like that, that was influential on you that you might hear in the back of your head? Or is this somebody you really could have used? Like you could have used a you back in the day. Well, I mean, from a... Male perspective, there wasn't anyone. My grandmother was that for me, for sure. But from from the male side of it, no, not really. Because the way my family is set up, I was always around women. I was always raised. Like, it was always aunts and my grandmothers. I never really had a great relationship with uncles or grandfathers growing up. They weren't around. So I never had the male influence. And I think that's a, that what will separate me in his life than what I had in mine. Good luck today, man. It's going to be awesome. So there's no luck. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. I'm looking forward to yeah. it. Can't wait to hear about it. I appreciate it. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't got to worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast. So be sure to use code Abby to get your discount 
code ABBY. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights, make it spicy. My margaritas, make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you gotta have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. The Burt Show. In case you can't get enough of The Burt Show, we have bonus BS where we release two segments every single week on our podcast. And this is bonus segments that you're not going to hear on The Big Show. You're only going to be able to hear through our bonus BS. And uh, one of the segments this week we talk about is a professional athlete who says, yeah, because I'm the breadwinner and the professional athlete and bring everything to the table, I'm allowed to cheat, but my wife isn't. Yeah, he's the Lulu. <laughs> you want to check it out, uh, sign up for Bonus BS, just head to thebirtshow.com slash bonus BS. So online dating is for desperate and socially inept people. Just call me out this morning, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> do you feel seen? I do feel seen, feel identified. That is not my take. Uh, this is a Reddit thread of what's your hot takes on dating? Okay, let me run a couple of these by you guys and let's... Debate them back and forth for a little bit. Cass, you might want to get in on this, Mo, for sure. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's the first one. Online dating is for desperate and socially inept people. No reason you should think the love of your life is sitting behind an app. Go out and talk to people. He already says, I know I'm going to get some hate for this. But you're trying this right now. Well, some people, well, I've deleted my dating apps, but some people's love of their lives are on dating apps. One of my best friends from college got married to a guy that, lucky her, she met on Bumble. She moved to a new, she moved to Charleston. One month in, met this guy. They were married two years later. So some people's soulmates mm-hmm. are on dating apps. So it's not crazy. I feel like this is somebody who's like living in the 1900s, mm-hmm. like the 1990s. <laughs> Um, it's 2023. Technology is a huge part of our lives, and that's dating apps. So why would you not utilize that? Have, I don't think it makes you desperate or inept. Have you been on uh, dating apps? I was on online dating for like a month. It wasn't for me. Why'd you hate it? Um, I, I don't. It was something about the trying to keep swiping. It's the consistency of it. I just didn't want to keep doing it. I tried it, and then I went on one date. It it didn't work out, and then to try to keep trying to find a person that way, it just wasn't for me. I still believe in the old school theory of your person is out there, and you just got to move in your life, and it will naturally come together. So that still is for me. But also, like Abby said, I do know a lot of people who it did work for. So I don't think he's necessarily right on that take. Yeah, I mean, but if we're being honest, the amount of people that it's worked for compared to the ones that like strike out. I mean, for every one success story you hear, there's a whole bunch out there that are like, oh, what a D-bag, right? No, I think the no. success is actually pretty high. I mean, I don't have the statistic, but I think it's a pretty prominent way to find people nowadays. But then you would also have to look at every time you hit on somebody in a bar or date mm-hmm. somebody that way and it doesn't work out. Like, it's mm-hmm. online is just another place. You're just there digitally instead of physically. Um, women are not interested in character. 
They go after height and looks in that order, Abby. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's height, looks, and then character. I mean, yeah, I, th- I think especially with with um, with dating apps, we can be a little bit more shallow because it's it's easier to objectify people. I think because you're just looking at photos and you you don't get to meet people's personality, which is why I've deleted the dating apps because I do. It's a little bit of a time saver when you meet somebody out and about. You get to see immediately if you gel. I mean, I feel like this sentence could be easily changed. Like, men are not interested in character. They go after weight and looks in that order. Like, people, I think there's a level of attraction as far as physical attraction. But I feel like that generalized statement is not accurate. Mm. Uh, I'm short and not very good looking, and I got a fiance that was attracted to that. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Uh, In general... Oh, you're going to love this one, Cassie. <laughs> uh, I'm getting Cassie on a very vulnerable day today based on that sync thing last night on the VMA, so I'm sorry <laughs> if this like, is going to push you over the top. And it's day one of Shark Week. It's oh, not no. a good day for me. <laughs> In general, women prefer to be submissive to their partners and are generally more attracted to dominant men. Again, a hot dating take on Reddit. Sounds like it was written by a true alpha king. <laughs> <laughs> you call yourself an alpha, you're not an alpha. So, no. I, I think there are some women who would like that, and there are apps for that. If you would like that kind of relationship, there's a specific app you can go on for that. Don't walk into it automatically assuming that. That's just such a general statement. Abby? Well, I happen to be one of those women, so if you could tell me what dating app that is, I would like to know, because I would download no, it. honey. This <laughs> is the dark side of that. Oh, the dark side? Yes. I, so I you do, do like, like a man that is, like, you want to be submissive in your relationship. Yeah, I like okay. a scary man. <laughs> a scary man. And literally, let me be clear, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, uh-huh. I, no, not judging, like, that's just not, I wouldn't say all women are like that, and that's what irritates me. When you um, interpret that sentence, like, you say you would like to be a submissive to your partner, what does that mean? Well, okay, I think submissive is such a word. I think I would like to feel like a lady. And I think the way that my generation has described it is it's like being around your man and getting to turn your brain off, like just kind of getting to sit back and let them take the lead on things. And you know what? That sounds really nice. So I'm I'm kind of into that. I love it that my generation explains that as sharing the mental load and doing your damn part. <laughs> I feel like as far as like using the word submissive and dominant, I, I don't want a dominant man, but I want a confident man. Mm. I don't want a mouse. I want a lion, but I want a lion that also wants a lioness who are on equal footing. Ooh, dang. Ooh. Talk that talk. Okay. Yeah. Jumping bars. Uh, People have so many self-esteem issues. No one wants to show genuine interest in the other person, and it's become a power play instead of a romantic connection. I definitely think that's accurate. I think the person who shows shows their cards first is definitely seen as the needier, desperate one, and so dating can sometimes feel like a poker match of who's going to show their cards first. It definitely feels like a game sometimes. You want to show enough interest to keep the person around, but not too much interest interest to where you you feel like you're a little thirsty. People have so many self-esteem issues is what it says. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. literally find me one person who doesn't have some kind of self-esteem issue. Welcome to what social media has done. Welcome <laughs> yeah, right. to, to being a human. <laughs> There's like 10 more of these I'll get to later on in the show, but some of them, oh, Cass, I, I already know we're going to set you up. The, <laughs> the Burt Show. All right, let's get back to Lori here because she wanted our help yesterday because her boss was making her life a living hell. Hey, Lori. 
Hi. All right, so tell us about this relationship that you have with your boss that is so bad that you came to us looking for some leverage, hoping that we could find he was dating a coworker. Yeah, he's, it's just toxic, but it's one of those, like, you know, that you have to keep your job, but you are in such a bad relationship that you almost get highs when you're driving to work, mm-hmm. so... It's, it's, it's just really not, it's not good. It's not healthy. And then on top of that, it's kind of like he's so righteous in such a way of treating people like crap and pretty much you're just living a lie. And it's just frustrating. It is frustrating when somebody presents themselves a certain way in public, but you have some insider information and you know what this person actually is like behind closed doors and people are getting a very skewed version of mm-hmm. what this person is actually like. Exactly. And, it, and that's what it is. And it's just kind of like two years. I think I kind of mentioned in the emails, like two years of just constant, like criticism, um, just throwing like jobs and things. Sometimes that's not even my job. And now I'm also realizing some of the extra jobs I start doing on certain days it's like, oh, wait a second, I'm doing this person's job because, hmm, you two might be busy doing something else, so you're making sure that this person is clear. It's so many little things that I started going, like, wait a second, some, other, some things are just not adding up. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's really frustrating. Yeah, and it's, it would be easy to say, well, just get another job. I mean, there aren't a lot of great jobs out there for the having right now, so I can understand why you're trying to, to stick it out. Exactly, but at the same time, if my sanity, Mm. if it's not healthy, what does it matter if something happens to me or drop? You know, know, Lord forbid, because I'm in such a bad situation that there is no peace. Right. So you think that if what we did last night and you catch this dude, your boss, dating a coworker, that you can use this to leverage with him so he will back off so you won't expose him for dating a coworker? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not even going to try to sugarcoat it, are you? I'm going to sugarcoat it because it's just kind of like, oh, okay. Okay. Like, it's a risky game. It, 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 it is. It is, but what do you do? It's kind of like, what else am I, what else? Maybe he'll, you know, maybe he'll calm down a little bit. It's not like trying to blackmail him, but in a sense, it's kind of like, hey, you have this, you that. Can I just have my sanity? Is there like, a is there a rumor in the office that he is going out with somebody? Or are you just like th- just trying to throw anything out there? No, it's getting actually it's getting a little obvious. So it's kind of like if I don't, someone else will. Uh, if that makes any sense. <laughs> Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. And so and he is married and this other coworker is married and you know oh, for Oh, very much so. Like, I'm on Facebook. I'm actually friends. And that's the thing is, it's like, I actually would be a little more friends with his wife if he wasn't such a, he himself was such a horrible person. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, you wanted us to do a War of the Roses to catch a cheater on this dude just to see if the gut and the rumors in the office are true. Kristen, you want to take it from here? Yeah, we sent a fake promotional email to the email address Lori provided us for him. He's offered a free bouquet of flowers, able to choose from several options with pictures. We have Ballet of Blossoms perform a dance of love <laughs> with this bouquet, bringing together pink lilies, soft pink roses, and delicate baby's breath, creating a Ballet of Blossoms that dances gracefully in the heart of the beholder. 
We have Garden of Gratitude. Express your heartfelt thanks with this bouquet, a splendid display of vibrant gerberas, pink roses, and purple lysanthus, creating a garden of gratitude and bloom. Then there was Sunrise Embrace. Give someone a warm, vibrant hug with this bouquet. A blissful blend of yellow lilies, orange roses, and bright sunflowers mimicking the vivid hues of a morning sunrise. Perfect to brighten up their day. And lastly, Ruby Romance. Delve deep into the realm of love with this luxurious bouquet showcasing two dozen red roses amidst a lush backdrop of rich green eucalyptus leaves. This arrangement echoes the timeless depth and beauty of a ruby romance. Those were really lovely yeah, right? descriptions this time. Too bad they don't exist. I know. Um, <laughs> in exchange, he was asked to share some promo codes for a percentage off a future order. The first promotional email was sent at 9.47 a.m. A second email was sent out at 11.53 a.m. And then he ordered flowers at 2.37 p.m. Um, and this is where we're going to need you to weigh in, Lori. So he picked Ruby Romance, the Red Roses. Mm-hmm. Um, the note on the card, he wrote instructions to leave the note blank or not to include one. He said she would know who sent them. So there is no note, no sign, like sign, nothing. And he sent them to Megan at a business address for this Friday morning. Is it? Was Megan our target? (laughs) Yep. Judging by that evil laugh, I, I'd say we succeeded. Yeah. The only reason I knew I was like a business address because his wife right now would be at home. Mm-hmm. So making so, your coworker is going out with the boss. So. Yeah. Man, that pisses me off. I'm sorry because I literally just got another assignment around that man. Okay. So what do you do with this info now? Wow. Um. I'm sorry, I'm ticked off because I miss an important thing in my family because I got a job and I know it was for that. Oh, wow, that makes sense. And she lied in my face why she couldn't do the job. Okay, awesome. So now you're mad okay. at the coworker and you're mad at the, uh, yeah, the boss. Yeah, because now it's like, okay, you're... All I have to say, that's not his wife. But it's going to be an interesting day for you at work today. <laughs> People are going to be like, why is Lori in such a bad mood today? <laughs> and just remember, <laughs> Megan's not getting any flowers on Friday. Oh, yeah, so that's if right. you were going to do anything with that, <laughs> like if you wanted to take this a step further, Lori, I'm not encouraging it, but I'm going to throw the idea. I'm going to float the idea out there. You could send a dozen roses to, or however many it was supposed to be, to Megan and at the office with no note. And you could walk by her desk and be like, I know who sent you those and just walk away. But what if she put something on the note? And oh. all it says is, I know what you did last <gasps> That's right. Night. We, we could do that. <laughs> I know what you did in conference room B, Megan. <laughs> the Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. It was their first appearance together in 10 years. So people were expecting something big. We've been waiting 10 years for this. 10 years for NSYNC to show up in the same room together. And last night, that's what they did at the VMAs. And Nicki Minaj introduced them on stage. And people were waiting with bated breath. What are they going to do? The award for most disappointing appearance at the VMAs. 
goes to NSYNC. Mm-hmm. You made me cry. NSYNC, why, why, why? It's not fair. <laughs> it's not. I waited. I waited, waited breath. I texted my childhood best friends. I had all of their posters all over my room. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to get something beyond your faces. I got TikTok. I got Instagram. I have my old posters. I can see your faces whenever I want. I want new music. I want a tour. And I want merch that's not ugly and doesn't look like someone designed it in Microsoft Paint. How about just one song together on stage? I think you probably would have gone for that. Even if it's crappy. Even if it was like the Britney <laughs> version of Ooh La La from the Smurfs movie, I would have eaten it up. <laughs> Give that, it to me. That was not an iconic moment in any way, shape, or form. I mean, it's cool that they were all on stage together, yes. but that's not going to ever be replayed as an iconic moment on the VMAs. It was so disappointing. At the very least, they should have alluded to the fact that everybody was really excited for them to be there and to reunite after 10 years. Like, even when Taylor Swift got up to accept her award, she looks them dead in the eye and she's having a starstruck moment. She's like, are you guys going to do something? <laughs> Is there like a performance happening? Like, Taylor gets two tequila sodas deep and she just starts, ha- like, the intrusive thoughts win. And I think everybody, for the rest of the night, was just kind of waiting for sync to stand mm-hmm. up and do something. Well, at least they were smart. I think the the, the smart move was... They knew that this was going to be disappointing, that they just came out and presented, which is why they did it out the gate of the show. Could you imagine if you awaited the entire show and then they came out mm-hmm. to present video mm-hmm. music of the video? Um, Whatever it was. Yeah. Any award, right? At the very end. And they came out and did that. You would have been <laughs> you would have been more you pissed than you are now. I think my thing is, I and I appreciate too. They may not have had time for rehearsals. The song might not be ready. Like you don't want to perform if yeah. you don't have time to put into the the performance. Like a decade, yeah. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I've seen a couple of them perform recently. They can still do the moves, but I'm saying if back they're teaching the Backstreet Boys, like Nick Carter and AJ McLean are in videos doing the bye 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 dance with them. Y'all could have done something. You could have done a little hop with the like hand spin, and everyone would. Like, oh, my God, bye, bye, bye. Drop an Easter egg. Drop a date. Drop something that alludes to what you're doing. Because that's what it was. We were all, the rumor was there was a big announcement. And NSYNC just shows up and presents an award. And they weren't even like, see you guys soon. Anything. Literally anything. Well, JC's been busy doing his Meow Mix commercials. So, I mean, (laughs) yeah, that's the song drop is the Meow Mix. So I'm sorry for your loss. (laughs) Thank you. I'm sorry for you. Listen, it's yeah, just, yeah. I lost Brittany and I'm losing in sync. <laughs> and I just have no one else to grasp onto so I don't lose my youth. What, all what, right? a, what about your husband and kids? What about them? They weren't around when I was a child. We're talking about my youth here. <laughs> talking about people I used to rely on. Can you, can you still hang on to O-Town or anything? <laughs> oh, man. Liquid dreams. That's a good one. <laughs> well, two of the most coveted awards of the night are video of the year. That went to Taylor Swift for Annie Hero. And the other went to Shakira for the video Vanguard Award. This is like the Lifetime Achievement Award. So she went up on stage and she did this amazing medley like dedicated. performance was bananas. Yeah. Oh, oh w- yes. What? Still doing her, that like double hippie thing, oh, thing wow. that she does. Those <laughs> things still don't lie. <laughs> no, never did. I need her to drop the meal plan. I need her to drop the skin. She looks amazing. I was watching a performance from her from like 17 years ago at the VMAs. I gotta be honest, she looked better t- last night than she did 17 years yeah. ago. Wow. Diddy also performed after receiving the Global Icon Award. We also got to see DMC, Nicki Minaj, LL Cool J. They all did a tribute to hip hop at the end of the award show. Right. And my favorite. Um, acceptance speech of the night was from Anita. She just said, I just want to thank myself. I worked hard and that's how I ended up here. (laughs) It was iconic. Uh, He canceled his own concert because he said tickets were too expensive. I'll tell you more about that on your next e-buzz on The Bird Show. 
Get it. The Bird Show. All I know is somebody got fired in Houston yesterday. Uh-oh. Fired. So you know those construction signs on the side of the road that are lit up sometimes that will just say something to the effect of, hey, construction, detour, you know, something like that. They're mm-hmm. all lit up. So this sign in Houston, somebody got a hold of, and they changed the sign a little bit. Um, and they're still not exactly sure who did it. Did you see it? An electronic construction sign was apparently hacked in the Montrose area yesterday. Maybe you saw the sign there, corner of Montrose and Westheimer. The first message says due to weather, and the second, well, you can read it for yourself. We blocked some of it out. Houston Public Works says it doesn't operate that sign, and in fact, they can't find the owner. That's what they say. So a city inspector turned it off. So the sign says, due to weather, go F yourself. <laughs> what? That's kind of funny. <laughs> I don't know no why idea. I'm not that mad at it. <laughs> that either. All right, so she just found out here that her husband has a backup plan. Okay, A, what does that even mean? And B, how do you even feel about it? You got something going on in your life you want to share with us? Hit us up at thebirdshow.com. Abby has the email. Hey, Burt Show friends. Something came to light recently in my marriage, and it's kind of rocked me to my core. I'm trying my best to let it go, but it's really bothering me. I'm worried it's going to leave a lasting mark. My husband and I got married a little over a year ago. We met shortly after college and dated for several years prior to getting married. We're open books, and I know each and know each of each other's exes through random conversations we've had over the years. I told him about some D-bags I dated in college, and he's mentioned a couple of exes. This past weekend, we were at a bar watching college football. We were both drunk, but he was definitely drunker than me. No big deal. Somehow a conversation about a relationship, somehow a conversation about relationship, the ones that got away. My personal take is that if you aren't the one who got away, then you are the backup plan. It means you weren't the person's first choice, only because the first choice got taken, Damn. making you the backup plan. Oh, God. I see uh, the logic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. It's a little bit of a blur, blame it on the alcohol, but somehow it came out that I was my husband's backup plan. There was an ex of his that he thought would get back together. Okay, so she's interpreting this. That she was the backup plan because there was one that got away. He didn't say that. Mm. Yeah, I think that's okay. I think that's mm-hmm. what I'm picking up. All right. But she's not wrong. <laughs> oh. But then she got pregnant with another man and they ended up getting married. This was news to me. I knew about the ex, but not the entire story. The Uber ride home was a mess. I cried the whole way home. He couldn't comprehend why I was upset. He said everybody has exes they thought they'd be together with forever. That doesn't make me his backup plan or doesn't mean he's settled. But I totally feel like his backup plan and that he's settled for me. And a part of me believes he will always pine for her while being stuck with me. Do I have a right to be upset about this revelation? Do I need to let this go or does he need to try and make this right some way, somehow? I can't hide the fact that I'm so very hurt and he can't hide the fact that he's still very annoyed that I took it the way that I did. But I don't see how I could take it another way. Oh, you big dummy. (laughs) You big (laughs) drunk dummy. Okay, so let's take uh, this one line here um, that is everybody has somebody or has an ex that they thought that they would be with for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. Is that true? When you're with them... You think that, 
but then you break up and realize that was not the person you were meant to be with. I don't have an mm. ex that I would consider the one that got away. <laughs> Those relationships were meant to end, full stop, period, don't go any further. I think most people do for sure. Yeah. I don't know about everybody, but I don't personally have an ex that I look back on knew for sure I was going to be with forever. I always kind of, in the back of my mind, knew I was probably in a temporary relationship. So I don't think I do. Yeah, I think a hard pill to swallow is that the right person for you will choose you. If they didn't choose you, they're not the right person for you. But I think the one variable that she needs to take into consideration if she actually wants to continue being offended or if she actually wants to get over this like an adult did he know you while he was with this other ex because i think you get a clean slate the moment you meet the person that you're with uh-huh. like i th- i think it's one thing to feel like you were going to be with that person forever but if you met me after that then i feel like that's a clean slate you know what i mean like you It doesn't matter because you didn't know me. I wasn't an option then. So maybe that person was your best option 10 years ago, but then five years later you meet me. I'm number one. Are we all in agreement here that she's overthinking this? Yeah. I mean, it it sucks it came out the way it did in that you would never want to hear your significant other say there was somebody that that I consider the one who got away. right. Because I'm the one you got and that's the one you should be focused on. So She has a right to be a little on the butt hurt. If that's exactly what he said, because we really don't know if that's exactly what he said. But if he said, yeah, that's the one that got away, yeah. I would feel that's away. That's things. Mm-hmm. That's things. He needs to do some things to make it right. <laughs> it's the Burt Show. Get it. The Burt Show. So Music Midtown is right around the corner here. We are all going to be there most of the weekend, actually. But we're not. But, and we're inviting you guys, as we have been like all week, to join us. This is going to be a great couple of days. The artists that they have lined up, phenomenal. Yeah, they always do. Music Midtown always brings huge names. So it kicks off Friday in Piedmont Park um, and goes through Sunday. Your last chance to win into the special Burt Show viewing area is going to be tomorrow. So for the past two weeks, we've been giving you words to text in order to hang out with us and have this special viewing area. Um, your last chance is tomorrow because I'm going to go see Pitbull on Friday night for sure. Everything kicks off Friday night. Um, Pink does her set at 930. It's my first music midtown, I'd say in five or six years. Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't been in a while. Oh, man. It, it's just... Um, and, and Abby and Mo aren't exactly sure what to expect. Have you guys have ever no been? Clue. Have you ever been to a music midtown yet, Mo? I don't believe so. Who? You would know if you had. Yeah, I don't believe I have. I don't remember being one. What night are you guys going? I'm going to Friday and Saturday. I definitely want to see Pitbull. I think I'm going to see Pink because I want to see her do all those crazy mm-hmm. acrobatics mm-hmm. up in the sky. I think it's so cool. But I, the one person I'm definitely making sure that I see above everybody else is Niall Horan because I was such a mm-hmm. One Direction stand back in the day. And... I can't wait to see him do his little thing live. I, I'm banned from the stage. I can't go. Uh-huh. From okay. Niall. <laughs> they have a history. Listen, if you, can, if you can end up with Niall, maybe I can. Okay, gotcha. Um, I'm actually really excited for Sunday night. I know it's a school night, but I want to see Guns N' Roses live. It's Billie Eilish Saturday night. Yeah. Music Midtown's going to be amazing this year. Absolutely. Do we need, does anybody know what the weather's going to be like this weekend? No it's going to be, you know what? It's going to be sunny and beautiful. Sure Not a single is. cloud in the sky. There ain't no rain this weekend. Oh, yeah, 
there's no rain. Is that right? In the forecast. Okay. And it's going to be perfect. It's like high of 80. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Because there's been years when it's been super hot and people are just passed out on the lawn, just left and right. Yeah. The last couple of hours at Music (laughs) Midtown, most years when it's so super hot, I mean, you got a whole bunch, you had a whole bunch of people back in the day that were drinking underage and doing who knows what. And there was just a steady line of bodies that you used to have to walk over Uh to get out of the exit because it was so hot. Wow. Just passed out, which reminds me, um, for Friday, we need to do a Music Midtown bingo card of what you will potentially see. Oh, yeah. Because Uh, one girl holding another girl's hair while she vomits somewhere. For sure. Somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. Will definitely happen. For sure. We'll work on that. Now, there's like an extra, there's a nonprofit side this year that is new to Music Midtown, I believe, right? Yeah, I, I haven't heard of this before. I don't know if they did this in years past, but I got this press release. There's a nonprofit, This Must Be the Place. And they are going to be at Music Midtown. They were also at Bonnaroo, Lollapalooza, and other concerts earlier this year. And they are going to educate music fans about the dangers of fentanyl and will distribute donated doses of, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, K-L-O-X-X-A-D-O. And it's a life-saving opioid reversal medicine. So I'm assuming it's something similar to Narcan. Uh That way it prevents any overdoses that may Mm. happen because some people have probably yeah. end up having a little too much fun. And the fentanyl problem is in this country, man. We've talked about that for too long. Yeah, so they're, they're going to be present at Music Midtown just trying to keep everybody safe. All right, so go and have a good time this weekend at Music Midtown. But like Kristen said, just be safe about it. Yeah. Enjoy the night. Um, Enjoy I, the music. I love that this nonprofit is going to be there just in case. But have a good time this weekend at Music Midtown. You guys are going to come in Monday morning with amazing stories. As somebody who's been to multiple, multiple Music Midtowns over the years, and I have, like, core memories of Atlanta, it is... It's something that when you're there in Piedmont Park Mm -hmm. and you're looking at the skyline and you're like, you don't even have to be super close to the stage and you hear the wafting music and all the people and the energy. It really, really is like, it's one of the crown jewels of Atlanta and I love being a part of it. Enjoy Music Midtown this weekend. All right, we got about a minute, minute and a half here. Kristen gave some uh, advice to Katie on their vacation and it, it turns wasn't out advice. I was asking really inappropriate questions. I was trying to be kind. <laughs> um, and not only were they inappropriate, but it also turns out that they were illegal. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I suggested wasn't illegal. What she wants to do is illegal and we didn't know it. Who said? Okay, all right. So I was huh. we were talking about you and having kids mm-hmm. and I asked if you had thought about freezing your eggs. Mm-hmm. And for those that may not know, you are a little dollar bean. Yes. <laughs> and so I had to think about those things. Exactly. And so you were telling, educating me on these over-the-counter insemination kits. Mm-hmm. Where I can do this at home. Right. And get it's it done. A couple hundred bucks. You don't have to go to a fertility clinic. I got a DM. Let Katie know. It's illegal in Georgia to self-inseminate. What? And not too long ago, she did a whole segment on asking Mo to father her child. <laughs> well, it was it was saying Mo's not going to father my yeah, child. Yeah, it was the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> but the main focus is, yeah, and I did a little bit of research. <laughs> and apparently because, yeah, apparently because there have, has been um, lawsuits. 
<laughs> is that the word you're looking for? <laughs> Lawsuits. <laughs> you are technically not allowed to do that on your own. Oh. Oh. You have it's to have like huh? yeah. Wow. Is, is it the natural way self insemination in a way? Not really self. I mean, right? That's, yeah. That's you have two consenting partners, right? Yeah. So if you get another man's sperm, even if he says, "Yeah, you can do that," technically it's self insemination, <laughs> yeah. and he can come back and sue for parental rights, or what? you can sue him wow. for child support, and it creates a big mess. So there are actual legal, there's legal things in place to prevent that from happening. So I would just do move. Do no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it. Check the laws in Alabama and in Florida. <laughs> and it's the bird show. Get it? The bird show.